Mike Dell's World, number 153, for March 16th, 2010. Coming on spring with its flowers and everything and all of that Still it's a safe bet that there'll still be some cold days left It's so spring-like Definitely feels like May around here. And uh, anyway, I'm Mike Dell, and this is Mike Dell's World number 153, as I said before the song. That was Mike Strasser, and the song was called Spring Like, and that's off of his uh, CD called Rash Behaviors. But uh, anyway, Mike's got a good, uh, a good CD there, so uh, yeah, go check that out. 
I played a, a bit on my radio show, which, by the way, I will be on tonight live on Tuesday night, if you're listening to this afterwards, every Tuesday night from 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. at www.wnmc.org and click Listen Now, and you can hear me live. I am going to get a, a studio camera installed over there. In fact, I might even do that tonight, and uh, we'll have it on Ustream also. So go check that out. Anyway, I wasn't here to pimp myself. Uh, in case you don't know me, I'm Mike Dell. Uh, I've been doing this podcast now since uh, early 2005. It used to be called The Benzoid Report, but since I moved out of Benzie County, I changed it to Mike Dell's World. And it's uh, my little, uh, well, what would you call it? Uh, kind of a mind dump uh experimental podcast you know i kind of do uh, a little bit of this a little bit of that as a friend of mine down there in florida says uh, it's a show about nothing uh, mike james you know who you are <laughs> anyway uh and of course my wife says that too so uh you know what do you know but uh that song spring like uh you know one of the one of the lines he has in it says uh you know it's early march and it feels like may well it certainly does here uh, although right now as i currently record this uh, it's 27 degrees but that's uh that's actually not uncommon for may but uh what's uncommon is the high for today is supposed to be 54 degrees we've been over 60 already and you know that's just weird for this time of year uh you know usually we don't hit the first 60 degree day until uh you know the middle of april and here it is the middle of march and and you know we're hitting 60 but you know as far as the forecast you know the the extended forecast is we're in the 50s and 60s uh you know as far as the eye can see uh Actually, it's been kind of weird. This is the first time it's been below freezing in over a week. Uh, sorry I didn't uh, podcast last week. I'm not really exactly sure uh, what my issue was. It just didn't, didn't uh, formulate, and I didn't podcast, but that's okay. Uh, you, you will notice by the time we're done with this podcast that uh, we have no sponsor today. So that means I, I'm not contractually obligated to podcast every week, at least for the short term. But uh, I have it on good authority that uh, that uh, we'll be back to the uh, weekly grind here shortly. And, and it's not really a grind. Actually, I should do it more. And, uh, and I really should be doing more unplugged podcasts. But, uh, you know, been really busy with you know, all kinds of projects. And, you know, by the time I get around to podcasting, it's, it, it's getting low on the totem pole sometimes. Uh, today I was really looking forward to it. You know, it's been two weeks and, and, you know, I really do want to keep to my schedule. So, uh, you know, I will try to, uh, to stay with the weekly schedule, whether I'm sponsored or not, uh, uh, believe me, what I'm getting for uh, sponsorships, uh, 
you know, wouldn't buy me a happy meal a week. So <laughs> it's not like, uh, not like we're falling all over ourselves here to make money. That's, uh, that's not the point. And in fact, this podcast especially is, you know, the point of it is, is for me to experiment and get crap off my chest. So, uh, you know, every once in a while I, I have a rant and, uh, it's not as, it's not as much as I would have thought, but you know, I still do rant. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, a good friend of mine, and uh, and probably since you're listening to me, you probably also listen to Trucker Tom. But in case you you don't, uh, Tom Wiles, uh, or AKA Trucker Tom, uh, he's been. Uh, if you listen to his podcast lately, he's been playing some of these old uh, '40s, '50s, and '60s. Uh, playing the audio of these old instructional films and, you know, public service type stuff. And it, it's pretty cool. It's off of uh, archive.org. Well, anyway, uh, he, he made a, a, a pretty cool promo for uh, Adam Curry. And uh, in case you don't know who Adam Curry is, uh, he's known as the Podfather. He, uh, had a hand in inventing podcasting. I, I, I'm not going to give him the total credit uh, for inventing the whole thing, but him and Dave Weiner back in the day uh, worked out the uh, RSS2 standard with enclosures, which makes what, you know, quote unquote podcasting really is. So, you know, they, they had a hand in it. And, and he did a podcast right from the beginning, probably one of the, one of the first, uh, re, you know, official podcasts delivered by RSS2, uh, the Daily Source Code. And, uh, you know, every day he would do a little, uh, little this, a little of that, and play music. And, you know, it was, you know, cool, happy-go-lucky uh, show. But anyway, uh, Adam quit doing it a couple years ago. And uh, he does the, uh, what is that called? Uh, no Agenda Show with John C. Dvorak over at Mevio. And Adam is still currently the uh, president of Mevio Incorporated. And, uh, well, anyway, he, he says he's bringing back the daily source code. And Adam, let's see, he lived in England. He's an American but he lived in England. He grew up a good part of his life in uh, the Netherlands and was a, was a fairly famous personality in the Netherlands. He uh, married Patricia Pye, who is a uh, fairly popular singer in the Netherlands. And just last year, I believe it was, he uh, ended up getting a divorce from her after 18 years of marriage or something like that. And because yeah, he couldn't keep it in his pants, if you want to know the truth. But uh, anyway, <laughs> he uh, moved to San Francisco, was living there for, I don't know, four or five months, and then uh, just recently moved to uh, L.A. because of his uh, girlfriend, uh, another uh, fairly popular Dutch uh, something or another. I don't know what she is. Probably a model. I don't know. She's pretty hot. But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, uh, to get around to, to what I was talking about, 
Adam's bringing back the daily source code, or at least he says he is. I, I'll believe it when I hear it. But uh, Tom, uh, Trucker Tom, there uh, made a very cool uh, old 50s-style uh, promo for uh, Adam. And uh, hopefully Adam will play it on his show, but uh, I'm going to play it on my show. So uh, here, have a listen to this. Adam Clark Curry, born September 3rd, 1964 in Arlington, Virginia, is a broadcasting and internet personality well known for his stint from 1987 to 1994 as a video jockey on the music video channel MTV. In the mid-1990s, Curry was a worldwide web entrepreneur and one of the first celebrities to personally create and administer a website. In the 2000s, he helped pioneer podcasting and is often called the podfather because of his efforts. Disappointed fans of Adam Curry's Daily Source Code were left hanging when Curry stopped producing the show on February 16, 2009. But now he's back.
This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. No ease. That's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Blueberry dot com. Okay. Uh, that was, uh, who was that? That was Daniel and, I don't know, wait a minute. That That's not what I'm playing yet. Uh, that was Sid and Fancy. The song was called John Deere. And then that was, uh, of course, Daniel Johnson Jr. doing the promo for Blueberry. Thanks for that. But uh, anyway, something that's been bugging me for a while, and, and it's not going to really be a rant because I, I can't get into uh, too many specifics, but I have a question here. You know, what happened to honesty amongst people? I don't know if it's just uh, the United States or if it's worldwide or, or what, but I've noticed that uh, honesty has not been something that uh, everybody practices like they used to. Uh, you know, it used to be, well, okay, may, maybe not. It might not have been a, a big thing. Maybe it's human nature not to be honest. But uh, and uh, I keep quoting uh, Trucker Tom there, but you know he keeps talking about you know they're the example that you know you you see a a, a pen and you you use the pen uh, from a business or whatever, and then you put it in your pocket and oh boy, you know you got a free pen. Well, that's dishonest. It's not terribly dishonest, but it's dishonest. But I I know of. A business that uh, luckily I have really nothing to do with, but uh, I just have some inside knowledge of it, and they're being dishonest to their customers, and and it doesn't—I mean, it does bug me. But like I said, I have nothing to do with it. But it's been driving me crazy uh, lately thinking about that because I uh, also know of a, a large nonprofit group that is really being dishonest, you know, in their efforts to, uh, not directly fundraising, but uh, gain special consideration in a lot of areas. And, you know, it's, you know, this, this nonprofit group, I don't know, it's not really an organized group, but this, uh, this group of individuals uh, numbers over 300,000 in the United States, and they all believe the big lie that's uh, keeping them uh, getting advantages uh, over, say, another group. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to be uh, too specific right now, although uh, I've been sort of thinking about uh, having a, a complete rant and calling them out, but I don't know if that's my job, and, and that's what I, I want to know. Is it my job to point out dishonesty? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, as an as an example, you know, say you're working for a a company, and then, like I said, and I'll say it again, it has nothing to do with me. But uh, say you're selling a service, uh, your company selling a service to the customer and that service 
is of no actual value. But it's perceived as actual value, and the customers gladly pay for it because they, they perceive it as an actual value, but you know in your heart that, that it's not, not of any value whatsoever. Uh, do you say something about it, uh, especially if you're working for the company that's doing it? Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's just something that I've been struggling with lately. Uh, not, not that, uh, not that it's directly affecting me, at least not the, the nonprofit one is, uh, not directly, but, uh, somewhat directly affecting me. At least I know about it, but, uh, you know, the, the commercial enterprise that that's doing this, uh, really has nothing to do with me. I am neither a customer and or a pl- employee, but, uh, it just, you know, and, and I could easily screw up their little thing <laughs> because I, I do know a customer and an employee of, of this uh, situation. And I just, like I said, I, I don't know what happened to to morals or what happened to honesty in the world. Uh, you know, it's like the, you know, the people that cheat just a little bit on their taxes or say you have a car and you know that X, Y, and Z is wrong with the car, but yet you, uh, you know, sell it as being, well, there's nothing wrong with this car, blah, 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 you know, and is that dishonest? I mean, is it up to the customer to, or, you know, or the buyer of the car to, to check check it out, or should you really be honest about it? You know, say what's wrong with the vehicle. Uh, you know, I don't know. And and on top of that, I'm totally off on a tangent here, but uh, we have a, a big local car dealer here in town. Uh, they handle, uh, let's see, one, two three, four American brands and two or three foreign brands, but they opened a, a a dealership for used cars. That's one of those buy here, pay here dealerships. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and call them out. Uh, it's JD by rider is the name of the franchise that they bought for the used cars, buy here, pay here. Oops, I had a little uh, update here. Sorry about the the beep in the audio there. But anyway, that's the way I got it hooked in that anything that pops up and makes noise uh, comes over the recording here. But anyway, uh, this local dealer that has that, I mean, they're they're an upstanding local new car dealer and they do sell used cars. They have actually uh, three used car outlets, uh, not including this uh, franchise, but you look at this franchise and, you know, and they just, I'm sorry, they rip people off. You know, if you got bad credit and uh, you need to buy a car, you know, they'll, they'll pretty much approve you for anything, but they charge you a ridiculous amount of money for the car. So, you know, say, you know, and it always seems to be Chrysler minivans. I don't know why, but uh, that just seems to be the, the one that always sticks out in my mind. But, you know, say a 10-year-old Chrysler minivan with 140,000 miles on it that should be worth about $3,000, they'll 
they uh, price the stupid thing at five or six thousand dollars, and then they charge you twenty nine percent interest. It's it's just a big friggin' ripoff, and I mean that's dishonest, you know. And and, and on top of that, people that uh, that fall for that kind of stuff are the least able people to to pay a payment, you know. And I'm not really a guy that likes car payments to begin with. In fact, uh, you know, if if it all works out the way I want it to, I'll never pay another car payment again. But you know, and then so far, knock on wood, uh, you know, may not have to, uh, or I won't have to. I don't know. It's but it's just amazing to me uh, that these businesses, you know, and then like the check cashing places. I'm sorry, that's completely dishonest. You know, you can write a five hundred dollar check. Or, well, no, you get $500 for writing a $580 check, and then every two weeks you have to pay them the $80 interest, or you got to pay the whole thing off. And I fell into that, I'll admit it. I I paid some stupid tax, as David Ramsey used to say, uh, to do that, but I've been lucky I've been able to get out of it rather quickly. And But, I mean, these places are, uh, you know, they're just... uh, preying on the poor and, and, and I don't mean poor as in anything bad. I I mean, poor as in uh, people that uh, just don't have, you know, large incomes and, uh, you know, they think it's easy money. Well, yeah, it's easy money, but 80 bucks every two weeks for a $500 loan is absolutely highway robbery. And a lot of, well, I don't know about a lot, but some states have completely outlawed that practice. But these buy here, pay here car places, like one of the other franchises, Instant Car Credit. And uh, like I said, that JD Buy Rider. And uh, I don't know, there's probably more than that. But here in northern Michigan, that's that's the one I, uh, those are the ones I keep seeing. I mean, like I said, they're just, exaggerated prices on the vehicles, exaggerated interest rates, you know, and of course they they make it sound good because they advertise weekly payments instead of monthly payments. So, you know, these people are paying $400 a month for a $3,000 car that they paid $7,000 for. It's just dishonest. And when are we going to call these people out? Uh, You know, and and like I said, I'm not... uh, disparaging you if you fell for such a scheme, but man, you know, think about it. Uh, was it Dave Ramsey always quotes this, uh, thing he did with a calculator that the average car payments around $380 a month or something in America. And if you put away that $380 a month in uh, gross stock mutual funds, which have averaged over the course of the last you know, 50, 60 years uh, have averaged 12% a year. If you pay that $380 to yourself in a, in those uh, mutual funds at the end of uh, 40 years of doing that from, you know, age 20 to age 60, you'd have like five point something million dollars, you know, and he always goes, I hope you like the car. Well, you know, imagine 
you know, multiplying that, you know, say you're paying $400 a month on a $5,000 car at 29% interest, you know, it's, it's just crazy. And, you know, the, those check cashing payday lender places, it's even worse. I forget what the uh, annual interest rate at $80 every two weeks is on a $500 loan, but you know, it's astronomical. It's, you know, like 700% or some, you know, ungodly amount. And, you know, people get into these cycles where they get a, they get a payday loan from place A to pay off place B, and then they got to get it back from place B to pay off place A, and then they throw place C in there, and then they got a car from one of those uh, buy here, pay here things, and, you know, and all their money is going out the door to, to keep the balls juggling in the air, and they can't ever get out of it, uh, you know. I mean, credit cards are bad enough, but these places are just terrible. Yeah, anyway, so I, I'm getting a little, uh, I don't know, pissed off, I guess would be the right term, at this obvious dishonesty that some of these companies are are pulling off and you know and even some of the subtle stuff uh you know it's like like my example there with the you know the, the other company that i know that you know they're charging their customers you know so much money for a, a service that is practically worthless and just because the customer doesn't know that it's practically worthless they still charge it. Or, like I said, this uh, non-profit group of individuals uh, of over 300,000 in the United States and, uh, you know, two or three million worldwide use this one big lie. And like I said, I'm not going to get specific yet because I really don't need... uh, 300,000 people pissed off at me, but anyways, they use this one big lie to uh, gain uh, advantages, and I'll just leave it at that, but uh, I've been having a real struggle here, because if I uh, start this fight, uh, it's going uh, to be a big fight, and uh, I really don't know if I'm up for, for that, whether I should just sit here and bite my tongue, or or uh, call them out on this. Uh, let let me know what you think. Uh, you can leave a comment you know, on the blog over at mikedell.com or uh, you can click the call me button and leave a voice message. Or uh, you know you can get a, get a hold of me, Twitter me, whatever. But uh, if you really think it's my job to uh, call out this uh, large group of of individuals for uh, the big lie, as I call it. And believe it or not, it has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with, uh, well, I don't know. I I guess I don't want to give too many hints. But uh, anyway, needless to say, there is a big lie, and it's it's ticking me off. Anyway, uh, sticking with the spring theme here uh got a tune from daniel adam johnson it's kind of a jazzy tune it's called your spring will come
love has been really easy We've liked it this way We've ruined a hundred Sundays There's no more to say I'm tired of fighting We're harvesting storms And it's an impossible hunger Both of us know that our dreaming is over The only thing left are our bones You spring will come along My love, only for the song I'm taking with me As I go, my love Sing it from your heart As the autumn leaves drift Colors fade away in meaningless seasons Love that's been here all along Come around again And further from loving all alone If we're going to be this way Let's hang up the phone Be done with this conversation Go on to another with different lovers Free from the love that we've known Your spring will come along My love, lonely for the song I'm taking with me as I go, my love. Sing it from your heart as the autumn leaves drift. Colors fading into meaningless seasons. A love that's been here all along will come around again. Uh, Daniel Adam Johnson, your spring will come. So anyway, hey, if you want to leave feedback for me, uh, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, Mike at MikeDell.com. That's Mike at MikeDell.com. 
or you can uh, give me a call 231-715-1366 and uh, that'll drop you into voicemail and I may use that audio on the show. And if you catch me at a bad time, I might actually answer that line. So uh, (laughs) we'll hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I'm usually pretty good at figuring out who's leaving feedback and who really wants to talk to me. Uh, Let's see, you can always leave a comment uh, on the website at mikedell.com underneath uh, whatever post you want to comment about. I don't uh, screen them really tightly, so uh, you don't have to uh, give any more information than than necessary to uh, leave a comment. You don't even have to register on the site. You can give me all bogus information as long as uh, you put information in the three blocks. So, anyway... I appreciate you guys uh, carving out time to to listen to my little train wreck of a podcast. I shouldn't really call it a train wreck. Uh, the funny thing, uh, what got that uh, that term in my mind is uh, the local NBC affiliate here uh, as a uh, reporter, and she's an awesome, awesome field reporter, as long as she doesn't have to go live. Because when she's in the field, and, and like I said, I, I'm not – disparaging her at all because, uh, you know, I can't read, you know, crap into a microphone, uh, any better than anybody else, but, uh, she's exceptionally bad at it, uh, reading the teleprompter or whatever, but she had to fill in last Saturday night and she did the entire newscast herself. And, uh, oh my God, it was a train wreck. Uh, I wished I would have recorded it. In fact, I might have on the on the replay TV, but there's no real way to to get that to to go on YouTube. So, oh well. But oh my God, it was a train wreck, and it it was funny at the end. They turned the cam, you know, they dimmed out the cameras and rolling the credits. They didn't cut her mic off quick enough, and you could hear just a huge sigh of relief when she was done with that uh, half hour uh, newscast. It was it was terrible, but. Hopefully I'm not that bad. Of course, when I have to read PSAs on the on the radio, I, I got to read the stupid things through three, four times for <laughs> before I can actually get uh, get them to sound right. But I'm just talking off the top of my head. I'm usually pretty good about it as long as I know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, anyway, you know, if you wanted a, a professional. Uh, broadcast uh, you wouldn't be listening to me anyway so that's the way it goes and you know one more thing about the the honesty thing uh you know it's i I used to not be as as uh prickly about it i guess that's the right term but just seems lately that you know i get emails from supposed uh People I know that, you know, all they're doing is trying to sell me something. Uh, I I have one friend that uh, got out of whatever business he was into and now is like completely wrapped up into, uh, I don't know what they call it, but it's, you know, it's multi-level marketing, you know, kind of like that Amway sort of thing. And and not that Amway is bad, but... You know, people got to realize what business they're in when they join one of those multi-level marketing. You're you're not selling stuff. What you're doing is you're recruiting and training salespeople. 
So you got to get that straight, especially with uh, Amway. I don't I think they just changed their name not too long ago, but uh, you remember the old Amway. And it's kind of like a cult by the time these people get into it. And, you know, that's, that's also dishonest. You know, sure, you know, uh, Amway has great products. I mean, they really do. They're soaps and... And, uh, you know, house cleaning products and I don't know what else they sell, but uh, those are the two things I'm familiar with. You know, if I could get some Amway salesman to just sell me a bottle of soap, well, hey, awesome. I'll buy a bottle of soap because it's awesome stuff and it's good price and all that. But no, you can't do that. You got to listen to the whole spiel about, well, you should sell this stuff and then you could get a discount on your soap and, you know, make a million dollars and, you know, all this. Well, you know, the the vast majority don't make a million dollars. They don't make uh, nearly that much. There was a nutritional supplement brand who uh, actually got a friend that's into that. I won't, uh, I won't call him out. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, the stuff is... Uh, you know, to to me, I think it's bogus, but, you know, whatever. Some people think they get some benefit from it, whatever. But, uh, you know, it's it's multi-level marketing. And, and like I said, there's nothing inherently bad about it, but you have to know before you get into it that uh, you're not selling product. You know, if you just sell product, you're not, uh, you're not going to be making the big bucks. And to make the big bucks, you've got to be really good at recruiting and training salespeople. Or recruiting and training, recruiting and training people actually is the best way. But, you know, you've got to know that ahead of time. And, uh, oh, well, I guess I'm, I'm regurgitating uh, things I've heard and uh, things that I believe uh, when it comes to that kind of thing. But anyway, it, it all comes down to just just be honest, you know, uh, Trying to trick me. I mean, you know, these these spammers, I, I still don't understand how people fall for it. And that's the only reason we still get spam emails because, you know, somebody fell for it. Well, you know, the cost is almost nothing. So if one person out of 10,000, uh, you know, buys off of a spam, well, they've made their money back because it doesn't cost that much to spam. So y'all quit it. Don't buy anything off of an unsolicited email. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, somebody you've known for a million years. If, if you didn't ask them about buying something from them and they send you an email, don't buy off the email. But, yeah, it'll never happen. Uh, I'm convinced that the uh, IQ of the general public on the Internet is somewhat lower than uh, the average podcast listener. <laughs> so I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, I guess. So, all right, well, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to leave you with a, uh, another tune. This is by a group called the Ducks, and it's a cover of Rock of Ages uh, with banjo in it. Yeah, Got to get my banjo in there. <laughs> Catch you next week.